Hello everyone, it is me, Bob the Drag Queen, and I want to let you all know that my stand-up comedy special, Woke Man in a Dress, is available exclusively on the Sibling Rivalry Patreon. You can go to siblingrivalrypodcast.com slash support, sign up for the Patreon, um, and you'll be getting not only uh, my comedy special, but hours and hours and hours of podcasts, uh, exclusive content. You will see me and Monet exchanges both one-woman shows vlogs there's a lot to see and it just costs five bucks so go check it out my name is bob the drag queen and i'm money exchange and this is sibling rivalry On this week's episode, we talk about how Bob spends his birthday. We talk about new music versus old R&B. Well, you got, you got a real old R&B. And we find out what made Bob say this. Also, are y'all motherfuckers stapling the sheets to the bed? Like, this, these sheets be in the, it's crazy. And we find out what made Monet say this. It's very Gen Z. It's very, like, relaxed. It's very, like, not a lot of energy. It's very that. Shining, 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 shining. Why be dressed up in the podcast lately? This nigga be dressing up. Since, since, since they started complimenting you, I'm like, oh, my God, Bobby looks so nice in, that, in your little denim romper. She's all, she now she want to look snazzy for the podcast. I think I have a history of wearing button-up shirts for the podcast. Not always. A history? Anyway. Yeah, I, meaning in the past, I've worn a lot of button-up shirts in the podcast. Okay, and, in, in that case, you can say you have a history of, of existing. You have a history of, like, you can just, the word history. I do have a history of existing. That's, that's correct, I do have a When you say I have a history of, you give something a lot of weight and a lot of gravitas that I don't think you have a. Yeah, I feel like if I think about the, the things that I've worn on the podcast, and in general, there's usually, there's usually only three things. I'm usually either wearing a t-shirt. One of my little uh, sacks or a shirt that buttons to the top. And those are pretty much the only three things that I wear, like in general button up shirt, sack, or a t shirt. And I'm in the button up shirt era right now, which I feel like if we scan through the podcast and look through episodes, we'll see that pattern repeated over and over again. Do you, but do you acknowledge that saying something has history is like gives it like a lot of weight? Like it, like it, it yeah. And I think that I've worn a lot of button up shirts on the podcast. I think that that is a, I don't think it is a far-fetched notion that I have worn a lot of button-up shirts on the podcast. The term history just feels, does not feel like it fits this conversation. Well, I'm talking about me and my fashion, the way I dress, and it feels like it fits. I have a history of wearing button-up shirts on the podcast. <laughs> Stop saying the word history. Stop saying the word history. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand what the big... Uh, the big deal is with me saying I have a history of wearing button-up shirts in the podcast. It's also, it's, I said this before, it's also your thing of, um, um, what is, what is it? Um, as a rule, I don't, <laughs> what is it? What do you say? Well, there are certain things, like I, like, I don't give relationship advice to my friends. As a rule, I don't give relationship advice <laughs> No, about scheduling stuff. Like, as a rule, I don't schedule. Oh, I don't schedule myself. <laughs> as a rule. It's just so heavy. Like as a rule, it's just such so heavy. Well, that's my way of setting a stand. That's my, that's my way of setting boundaries. If someone's like, "Would you like to do this?" and I'm like, "As a rule, I don't do that." That's that's me. That's my way of also saying like, um, um, I pay someone else uh, to do that, so don't ask me to do it. No, no. It's like when I say, um, 
under no circumstances. So when you say under no circumstances, I feel like you're setting a boundary that you're like, just so you know, there is not a scenario that you can come up with where I will end up, where I will end up doing this. You can come with A, B through A through Z, and it will never result in, you know, this uh, outcome. So I think as a rule, and um, you know, under no circumstances are uh, some great ways to set uh, boundaries for yourself. My sweet little bobber, I tried to call you a few times yesterday, and I am not coming at this in a combative way or any type of energy. I was just saying yesterday was your birthday, and I tried to get in contact with you, but it was your birthday. You're probably really busy. I know you're working, so I didn't get to tell you happy birthday on your birthday yesterday. Well, I called you three times, and I guess our schedules didn't align. You called me two times yesterday? Three times. Three times. When? I'll see the screen grabs, but I called you three times. I will literally post mine right here. You know, I, I always tell you this. If whenever you don't get the call, it's either because you didn't have service, maybe your phone was in airplane mode, but whenever you don't get the missed call, it's because you didn't have any service. I'm not saying you ignored my call, but I am saying I did call you three times yesterday, which usually if someone calls someone and they do not receive the call, that means that they didn't have service. So you notice when you land, you don't have a bunch of missed calls. That's not like when you when you fly a whole flight from like here to Australia, it's not that no one called you for 24 hours. It's just that you didn't receive any of the calls. That's how so, these calls are. Um, I think in my experiences living my life yesterday, I don't believe there was a time. Actually, you're I might be correct. I recorded I was in the recording session for six hours yesterday. So you may have called me in that time frame where I had to have my phone on airplane mode. So I take that back. Okay. And um, you're right. You probably did contact me. You're, you know what? I mean, I, I did. This this is not a, uh, this I believe is not a you. question. I believe you. I am in this moment. Yeah, you, I'm having a real time in realization that you probably absolutely right. I called you yesterday morning around nine o'clock. Well, so it I makes mean, sense. Otherwise, why would I lie? Why would I lie about that? Why would I lie I about that? Were. I didn't say you were. I didn't say you were. I am literally saying, you know what? You I know, right. I understand, but, but, but you did give a little bit of pushback, and I was like, well, why would I lie about that? But yeah, I called you, but we just didn't We just didn't line up. I don't think it's, I really don't think it's the end of the world. I, I was I was fielding a lot of phone calls yesterday, and my phone died pretty early in the day. Um, well, I, 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 it's, it's a little, uh, because I, I, I Facebook video called you, because uh, I had like a little ditty I was going to do for you, but. So I, I, I will admit when my Facebook video call was not answered, I was a little perturbed, but I quickly gathered those feelings because I recognized, you know what, it is your birthday, and I want you to do whatever you do on your birthday, my feelings aside. I'm glad you had that, um, that uh, moment of clarity. Thank you so much. How was your birthday? You know, um, it was a great day. It was... Um... My birthday was a lot. There was a lot going on, and um, it was it was a fine day. It was it was it was there was some really great there was some really really great moments. There was some like annoying stuff going on. That's when I, that's when I was trying to call you. Um, but I had I had fun. I, I went. I saw some friends. I I, I hung out with a uh, with Two Face and um, uh, Garquifa with Taylor. Do what? Garquifa who? Garquifa Hall. You went to the girl. Oh, Chiquita. The Garquifa. Two Face, Taylor, um, uh, Trixie, Big Frida, um, Boy Radio. Oh, y'all all went um, out last night. 
No, I was just bouncing around. I was bouncing around. What was Trixie doing and in New then, York? Trixie was doing her solid pink disco, and she had Big Frida um, um, and Amanda Lepore, which, I mean, I don't really know Amanda Lepore like that. I mean, I know Amanda Lepore, but we're not, like, buddies or anything. Right. But I did get to hang out with Big Frida, which I don't see Big Frida a ton, um, but it was cool to just chat with her. We, we were, like, talking about just music and her... her uh, Queen of Bound. Her row, her, her row Your Boat. Well, she, uh, Big Frida is the center of a little discourse right now because she played a character on a children's uh, show or she voiced a character. It's, it's like a very, it's called Gracie. Have you seen Gracie's Corner? I haven't seen Gracie's Corner. It is, it, is like, it is like one of the most popular uh, kid shows on YouTube. It's like huge. Work. And then so she voiced a character on there and then now, of course, these fucking dumb motherfuckers are coming out there and be like, yo, how can y'all have... Uh, a man voice a, 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 a female character. She's not a man, and um, like, and I'm also, like, I don't think that Big Frida wasn't Big Frida wasn't playing a female character. Big Frida was playing herself. So Big, Big Frida wasn't was, like which Big Frida is a is is a, is a is a trans woman. I don't know. I don't know that Big Frida identifies as a trans woman. Does she? I thought she. Did. I don't think Big Frida. I don't think Big Frida identifies as a trans woman. I mean, I could be wrong, and I think that people, you know, um, oh. well, I stand corrected. I mean, I don't. I I might not be right. No, no. Big Frida is gender non-binary, and she's non. No, she's gender non-conforming. Got it. Um, she, yeah. She says I'm gender non-conforming, fluid non non-binary. If I had known the queen and queen diva would cause so much confusion, I might have just called myself the king. That is a a, a page <laughs> from a Wikipedia um thing. Got so it. she's she's truly one of. The, she just really doesn't conform to the construct of gender. Yeah. She's, um, she's, she lives as a as a motherfucking deity as she as she as she should, and yeah. but it's this whole discourse online of which who, which does seem to cause uh, confusion for people who don't really drama. have a construct of gender outside of the binary, but that's also not her business to uh, accommodate uh, <laughs> accommodate in whole space to to not confuse those people. I will say like I I I just I just those people who who reject the notions of gender nonconformity and being non-binary and all those things. Those people who just who as a rule um who have a history of of just rejecting those things. I'm like if they realized how fucking colorful and dope their fucking world would be if they just gave themselves an ounce of that, if they just allow themselves to experience that without their stupid biases and all these things that they come they come in with, their world will be so much fucking better. It just and I'm like, y'all stupid people are robbing yourselves of so much fun in your goddamn life. It's so crazy to me. Well, you know, for some I think for some people, existing within the binary is really affirming for them. And it is uh I can't relate helps them with I mean, same. I mean, literally same. I I don't I don't get a lot of or practically any. Um, what's you looking for? Uh, affirmation uh, from existing within the gender not binary. With but but also a lot, there are things that I, I don't. I don't think that anyone can completely escape the gender binary as a concept, right? I think that just by um, just by dressing up in drag, we are acknowledging. That there is a gender binary that we are stepping outside of. That's true. So, I don't think that acknowledging the gender binary makes. I I don't think either one is good or bad, 
but I but I do agree that for me, once I started going fluid between the two and, and acknowledging myself outside of manhood and womanhood, um, my life got a lot better, and I, and I feel like I got a, a better understanding of myself. But for some people, um, crossing the gender binary and being really strict about it has really affirmed them. And for some people, staying within the gender binary that they were assigned at birth um, has really helped them too. You know, for some people, some AFAB people really just leaning into their womanhood is a big part of their affirmation for themselves. And and I think that maybe there's a little space for all that. Wait, so did y'all have yesterday off or you, you had yesterday off because it was your birthday? I, I had yesterday. Well, I, a lot of us had yesterday off. Yeah, and I had yesterday off too. Yeah, God. it was it was it wasn't because of me. Bob, Bob, everybody off on my birthday. No, no, it was I, it was not because of me. It was just a coincidence that uh, that we had yesterday off. Imagine if you rolled out into the clubs, into these streets with Madonna. Just, just I did. She was out with you. Not yesterday, but you know me, me and uh, Madonna and Jacob all went to OTA. Um, I, I, uh, I was, you know, Lego Jovera is a friend of mine and, um, I was, um, going to OTA every Monday, um, for months. And, um, and then one day I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm going to get Madonna to come. This is going to be great. And I told her, I was like, girl, you need to come to OTA. And she, she came out and she had a good time. And me, Jacob was up there in the VIP with Madonna. That's hilarious. Oh, we didn't, I didn't, we didn't, I guess we didn't, we didn't tell you that yet. Uh, Hanging out, it, it was it was it was really it was really a key. And I'm talking about you, like going to like hardware, going to industry, going to uh, pieces, and just, what do you mean like club like, hopping. Yeah, club hopping with Madonna. That would be that would be so funny to me. That would that would I I can see what that would be hilarious. People would be people would go up. Imagine strolling some strolling to Queen with with, with Madonna, and the, the opening number is "Bitch on Madonna." I mean, it was honestly low key given that at OTA, like that was, kind of, I mean, not, but there wasn't no, we weren't doing a bitch on Madonna, but it was like, it was, we were at the fucking gay club with Madonna. It was wild. Yeah. And I've been to OTA. I never, I've never been to an OTA. OTA is something that was not around when I was a little 14 year old sneaking into Escalita and shit. So I don't even, I, I don't even know what the OTA experience is. is. It's like a Kiki function. I don't know what the experience is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, um, you know, it's, it doesn't seem too different than, well, not too different. It, 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 it kind of has some of the energy of like Vogue Nights. You ever do Vogue Nights? No. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah, it kind of has like some of the same energy as Vogue Nights, but but obviously it's 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 not as intense as like a latex ball. A latex ball, right? You know, it 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 feels it feels lighter and it's and it feels like a place where you can. Um, I feel like if you're new to ballroom, um, OTA is is probably a great place for you to go especially if you want to get your feet wet and walk some categories i would 10 out of 10 recommend going to ota if you're not <laughs> my favorite is, thing is anytime someone does anything in the world of vogan online they're like oh watch out well Asha does the pre-show at ota Asha does the pre-show so what does that mean go there. There, there, there's there's like a there's like a show right before ota so OTA happens at like one in the morning 1 30 in the morning ish and before OTA, there is a like a like a pre-show that Aja does. It used to be hosted by uh, by you know Jasmine, Lady Jasmine, uh, Lady um, Jasmine uh, uh, um, Van Wales, who yeah wears her hair up in the 
Big old titties. Yeah, usually what they have in a bun. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, yeah, we used to, we used to uh, always have on her the monster. Like, yes, that's her, that's her, our, our old so Judy, good. honey. She was I love her. She I does those her. legendary hand performances. And if y'all ever seen that one uh, woman online who does the hand performance where she's, like, ODing on, like, drugs, it is, like, it is iconic. That, that's her. Work. Um, she's also one of those folks like with like nine last names. She's like Jasmine OTA, Jasmine like Lady Jasmine, Jasmine of Wales, like <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> Wait, really quick, we're gonna break. Have you ever met Princess? Have you ever met P- Princess Deandra? Bitch, yes. I used to work at Lucky James with her. <laughs> Princess Deandra. Yes, baby, I know Princess Deandra. <laughs> give my coins, give my shekels, give my bit, my. Yeah, I, <laughs> To the buddy, we're on the way back. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters and could help you find your perfect place. Yep, I know perfect is a very tall order. I know, okay? But if you're looking for an apartment or a condo or a townhome or a townhouse even, Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find it. Use filters and saved searches to narrow down rental listings and find exactly the place for you. You can even set up alerts to get notified as places become available. So, fashionistas, get your closet spaces ready, darling. Or an in-unit washer and dryer? My God. God, sun lovers, we can help you find as much natural light as your spirit and your little heart desires. If you're working from home, you can have an area for your home office, an extra bathroom, a balcony, central heating and air, or a dishwasher in the kit. Girl, whatever happens to be right for you, this is the place to find it. Apartments.com, the place to find the place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. 
Princess Deandra is one of those people. So <laughs> Princess Deandra is a, is a legendary drag queen in New York City. So good. And she's uh, quite possibly one of the best performers I think I've ever seen. Diana Ross, down. With my own eyes. I've seen her do one of the best Patti LaBelle's that has ever. Oh, yeah, ever, Patti's really good. Ever, I mean, but she's not, she wasn't actually doing Patti. She was yeah, just lip syncing Patti. Yeah, the lip syncing, yeah. herself. She, she did, she does do it. really good, too. She does do a Diana Ross impersonation, but she was just doing Patti LaBelle as herself. And I remember seeing her at the Ritz, and we were just, everyone was just going crazy. And so, I met her when I started working at Lucky Chang's. That's when I met a lot of the uh, of the queens, like uh, Mayuko or uh, Japanese fucking bitch. That's her her drag name is Japanese fucking bitch. What's it? Oh my god! Mayuko's drag. So her name is Mayuko, but her drag name. Is <laughs> yeah, clarify. They're like Bob is Japanese people. No, um, and of course, uh, I mean Tora Dress and. Uh, like all these queens, and Lucky Chang's was like a place kind of where it was almost kind of like a drag time capsule, especially because once they moved uptown, we kind of split into two. Mm-hmm. There's like not two Lucky Chang, but there's like the girl, the new girls who were hired up, who were hired on the uptown location, and then As all the, the, the Lower East Side girls. Which you Amasaki was a low. She was she was from like the Lower East Side days. Yeah, but she became a one of the, but she was considered one of the newer girls because she was like our age. But she did start on the Lori side. There's a lot of girls. So the new girls like me, Thorgy, Lily Heavenly, um who else? So many uh, Lila Brooks, uh Roxy. Her name was like Divine Roxy Brooks, Delilah Brooks. Yeah. All, a lot yeah, a lot of us. Um but yeah, that that why, why would you ask about Princess Deandra? Because um, I don't know. I, I I had a gig with her like a few years ago with um, Screaming Queens, and she I just she was just so funny and like the way like she talks. <laughs> we were talking about ballroom, and she talks in a very like old school ballroom New York City uh, cadence to her speech, and I just think she just she's just so funny to me. Well, a lot of the queens from Lucky Things too. I, I remember. Um... I remember being there. I would be like, I would literally be like, "What are y'all like?" And I have been doing drag for years. At the point I'd be like, "What are y'all saying?" Like I come in, I come in with a new wig, and I'd be like, "Girl, I love this hat," and I'd be like, what? "Like, girl, that's a hat." I and they would call wigs hats. I love this hat. I don't know. If that's that's not. I don't know. If that's ballroom, but I just know it was, it was like a part of the way that the, the queens used to talk in New York City, or or um or um. They would always, whenever it gets time to get paid, they'd always go, um, baby, I'm here for my shekels. That was always the thing. Baby, I'm here for my shekels. Give me my shekels, baby. Um, and I think that's what a lot of them got from DeAndre. I don't know where DeAndre got it from, but I know DeAndre seemed to have introduced that vernacular to uh, Lucky Chang's. And my favorite thing, DeAndre, DeAndre used to say she would go to the tables, and whenever they order drinks, she goes, nothing cold. No, she go, nothing hot, nothing frozen, and don't ask me for no goddamn mojito. That is like, <laughs> Such an iconic one. <laughs> what of the biggest, like the biggest uh, culture shocking moments? I think like going like growing up, like the use of the word fierce when it comes to drag versus ballroom was so different because in mm-hmm. ballroom it means like it can be bad. It can mean it has like yeah. a, a multitude of of, of 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 usages. Whereas in drag, it only means, or in I guess now it's just queer speech because a lot of it has been co-opted into the whole thing. Look, obviously, drag and um, obviously it's only drag a positive. And ballroom have 
Dragon. I was gonna say obviously Dragon Ballroom have a lot of crossover. I think there's kind of this, this notion that Dragon Ballroom are mutually exclusive, which is which which is kind of wild because Ballroom was started by drag performers. Yeah. So, um, because in Ballroom, we're like, well, Miss Thing, Miss Thing, you look fierce. Like, you look bad. But they're like, oh, Miss Thing, you look fierce. Yes. Like, it's just, but in drag, you know, every, you don't, you never use fierce as a, as a negative. It's always a positive. Yeah. I, w- I would say in the, in the, in the drag scene outside of Ballroom, yeah, fierce is pretty much consistently a compliment, like across the board, pretty much every time. I'm going to go to OTA. I want to walk, I want to walk OTA. Oh, what, what category do you want to walk? I would want to watch. I would. I would want to walk. Um, uh, a drag queen face. Okay. And I would. I think I would also excel at at um at um at um. Butch queen. Butch. I mean, no, sorry. I I I would. I want. I want to walk realness with a twist. I think that would be that would be very my tea. I don't know if butch queen is a category, but. I meant, um, I meant realness with a twist. That would be me down. I will, okay. you know, I'll come and give them realness. I'll give them realness, and bitch, turn it and pay it and give them cot. Okay, I mean, I think they'd be fierce. You know, they they always post. Um, if you, if you go to OTA's uh, page, they I think every Monday they post the. I don't actually, actually actually I'm not sure what day they post the categories, but they post the categories so that you can prepare for when you uh when you when you get there. So when you when you go, we should I say we should sponsor a category. At OTA. What's the OTA? What's OTA Instagram? Um, I think it's called like OTA. I don't I don't have my phone next to me. It's open to all entertainment. There open to all dot ent. Word. Oh, they follow me. Let me follow back. I was saying you and I should sponsor a category. I'm down. I want to go. Yeah, Bomo should sponsor a face category. Monet. Open to all entertainment. Well, because, honey, this face card never declined. My God, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. Make a bummy, eat it. Make a picture girl touch that kitty. Have you um, have you had an opportunity to listen to uh, Ocean Kelly's uh, album yet? My I have not, but I do love the album artwork, and I think it seems like a very beautiful concept. I have not listened to the album yet, though. It it, it is a it's a it's a pretty quick listen. It's thirty seven minutes. Oh, you can go for a walk. You you can get the whole listen in in one walk, and I cannot recommend that you listen to this enough. It is a beautiful uh, piece of work, and I'm just like Ocean Calandra. I am constantly in awe of um, Ocean Kelly's abilities to uh, share his experiences and feelings through artistry and music. I mean, I just, I just can't say enough uh, good things about it. So, you all should go listen to Ocean Kelly's uh, "My Dog." And it's all self, self-produced. Uh, is the, the whole thing is just him, right? Um, yeah. Well, well, him and um and his uh, producer Seabreeze. Seabreeze. He also has, he also has Cornbread on the on the album. The snap. He has, he has uh, Camera Time on the album. He has B Ames on the album. I saw that. I saw. I saw the the track list and the features. I did see that. Yeah, I I think you'll love. It. I, I, I was just reminded because um this song Alakazam. I felt like you would really love it. Just and and, and it's one of those listen to it, listen to it through, like from beginning to end. This is good. This should be one of those things. Guys, have you heard the Nikki song, the Nikki Barbie song? No, Nikki has a song on the Barbie. Is it on the Barbie? Uh huh. It's her and Ice Spice. 
I haven't heard it. Wait, is they have another song together? Do you want to do we want to take a break and listen to it? It's about a minute long. So they have they have two songs together now. Yeah. Yes. Work. Let me let me listen to Nikki's Barbie song. Hold on. We 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 will be back in in just a second for you. Uh, I I don't know like a whole lot of Ice Spice's music, but she has a very like signature flow. Like oh, yeah. bar, like Ice Spice has a like a signature. Ice Spice flow. It was, it was pretty good. I, I'm shocked that it's so short. Like we we, we making two minute songs. Songs are like, getting shorter minute. and shorter, girl. It's, it's not even two minutes. It's, it's less than two minutes. Um, I, mean, a minute I mean, a lot of a lot of rappers have a like Nicki has a signature flow. Meg does. Um, Cardi yeah, no, does. Yeah, I wasn't saying she's the only one. I'm just saying, yeah, like she she really has a a signature signature. It's flow. very Gen Z. It's very like relaxed. It's very like not a lot of energy. It's very that. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more of like. Like Nikki's like, and I'm not like that again, but I ain't high. I get a high, you know what I mean? It's very, Nikki yeah. has a lot of energy. It's very animated. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so it's, it's, it's like it's an aqua. It's, I didn't realize it was, it was a lot an aqua of covers. The last Nikki's past couple songs. It's not a cover. It's sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sample. Um, sample, yeah. Like Red Ruby the Sleaze was a sample Nelly Nelly Furtado. This is sampling that she did the one with um with um, what's the name with Kim Petras that sample that 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 Raver song alone with Kim Petras alone. That's that. Oh, yeah. Nikki has really been in her sample bag recently. I mean, Nikki's also the queen of the feature. Like Nikki's literally. I I, I would love to know if there is an artist who has been. Featured more times than Nicki Minaj, and I, I would say I, those are features on her record. I don't have too. the information on this, on this, but it feels like she must be holding some sort of a world record for having the most features. But but those are all people featuring on her records. No, she's featuring on people's records. Nicki is featuring on people's records. But Nikki's the past three I said were all people featuring on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that that aside, I'm just wondering. I still feel like Nikki must have okay. some sort of a 50k so like, for a personal album out. No, Kim Petras was Kim Petras was featuring Nikki, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like Kim was Kim was featuring on Nikki's record, not not Nikki featuring on hers. No, wait, it was. Oh, I thought I thought I thought that was a Kim record. I thought that was a Kim Petras record. It is a Kim Petras record. It is. Yeah, it's Kim Petras yeah. featuring Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Nikki featuring Kim. Um. So like there, she, there must be there must be some record held by Nikki for this, um, which is part of why she actually. Is... I'm looking at it right now. There are there are a lot of male rappers who just have a lot more. I, the most featured person is Snoop Dogg. Really? Oh, you know what? But I, I guess double O P D O. And then after Snoop Dogg is Little Wayne. There were no women in the top ten of the most featured artists. The thing about it too is like I I guess I just don't. I I listen to. I listen to straight men rapping. I do. Most of my rap is GGT, Girls, Gays, and Days. And, and we, I was having this, we, me and Monet had this, uh, well, Monet wasn't there. I had this, uh, this like black uh, family meeting on the, um, on the Patreon where we we're just talking about black issues and things in the black queer space. And someone mentioned something that I had not thought of yet, which was that, um, because I, I just, I, I'm just not in like a lot of spaces with like a lot of straight people unless I'm at work usually. And usually the straight people are like cameramen and, um, or uh, like crew who like build the set and stuff. Um, cause we, cause we were mentioning someone was like, um, someone in the, in the, in the family meeting was like, uh, whenever, um, rappers date 
white people, there isn't really any controversy about it. Rappers date white girls, there isn't controversy about it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I've noticed that. And then this other lady, this other lady in the Patreon was like, actually, it's it's a big thing, but it's just in like the people who are having these conversations are often a lot of times uh, like like uh, black straight women. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm just not in a lot of spaces with like a whole bunch of straight people to hear though to be privy to those conversations. I, I I was like, I just I never heard them, but yeah, apparently it, it is like a it's a anyway. What I'm saying is like obviously I'd be forgetting that the world has a lot of straight people in it, not just me and where <laughs> and where I exist, where, where everyone's queer. You know, what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, I guess straight people are having moving in entire ways that I just be forgetting about. So I was like, thank you for mentioning that because yeah, I just I just didn't realize that. I mean, I guess I. I I don't have that same experience because because I guess you you also listen to way more rap than I do. I'm everyone knows I'm more of an R and B girl. Like I'm a lot of Summer Walker, a lot of SZA, a lot of Tanaja. Like that's literally like all my fucking music that I listen to all the time. And to me, I feel that's very straight. Like I'm sh- again, I'm sh- there are queer R and B singers out there, but a lot of the demo are like black straight women in R and B. Black straight women too, but usually, they're, but usually they're rapping. I just don't, but I don't really listen to a ton of like straight men in mm. music. Like most of the music I listen to is what I would consider GGT, you know. But I don't, I just don't listen to. The, but if I, and if I do listen to like straight men in music, it's probably something old that I that I have been listening to for years. So like I, like like I listen, I listen to Jay Z, you know what I mean. But I don't really um. But not like any of like the new like like any, like any rapper like pretty much after like I don't know if you're like post two thousand five and you're like a straight guy in rap I probably have don't know much of like I don't even know much of Drake's music I don't know Drake music only because some of it does lean a little more R and B well not R and B but like for example we have like. I got into not his most recent album, the album before um, uh, 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 Lover Boy, whatever it is, because he had a song with Yeba on it. Yeba's Heartbreak is one of my favorite fucking songs I ever heard. But literally, it inspired one of the rec- one of the records of my new album um, with an artist I'm working with because it's just so beautiful to me and I just love it. Let's talk about that when we get back. Like for example, I don't think I don't think I can name a Bad Bunny song. I'm not. And Bad Bunny, by the way, Bad Bunny is massive. Oh, when I found Bad out Bunny that the weekend is, was her- massive is not the word. Bad Bunny is fucking colossal, girl. He is. Yeah, yeah. You know who else is insane? Um, when I found out that the weekend was the number one artist in the world, isn't that crazy? I was like, I was like oh, the weekend. Oh. That's I was like, wild. I was like, I was like, you sure it's not Doja Cat? It's, I know, yeah. The weekend is. I was like, out I was like, are you here. sure? I was like, are you sure it's not Nikki? Are you, are you, you're positive? Yeah, the weekend is out here. He is the, he is the top. He's the most like streamed artist on um on on Spotify. It's like a hundred and by a mile. By the yeah, way, he's like a lot. miles in front of the person right behind. Him. I'm a motherfucking star boy. Um. And I, and I can't really name them that much music by the weekend, but you know, also all all these um, Zyprea music are uh, they're they're doing um, they're doing very well without my support. I think I think they're all doing great. Bitch, I didn't realize, you know, who's a, who's apparently a massive deal, and I just did not realize that he was like this big of a deal. Who Ed Sheeran? Do you know he's like 
hum, like humongous, humongous. Like bigger than the weekend? No, not bigger than the weekend. I'm gonna reiterate: the weekend is literally the the number one artist in the world right now. I just want to say that one more time for the record. The number one artist in the Sheeran, world. The weekend is. The weekend is right now currently the number one. He's like huge. He has the, he has he has the most Spotify streams, which is a, a part of the way that people are quantifying it. I believe. I'm about to say. Are we only Spotify? There's, like, there's, ticket, there's ticket sales. There's iTunes. There's this, but Spotify is a barometer of um of of success in the music world for sure. I I don't think I, I don't think the weekend is the biggest artist in the world. He's the number one artist on Spotify. That's the only that's the only place though. Where else? Again, I, I think that um, I think that it is a multitude of things. I think that I, I don't have all the information, but I'm just reporting what what I had seen on the on the news. The weekend is the number. He's massive. He's selling more than anyone in the world right now. The weekend, the weekend, bitch. The weekend. That's what I said. I I too, but it's also by a lot. So right now is the weekend on, on spot number one on Spotify. Number two is Taylor Swift, and the weekend is about. Uh, I, I'm not good at math. 15 million more listeners than the person right behind him who is Taylor Swift. So it's not like, it's not like there's like 1 million, there's 106, no, 106 million people listen to The Weeknd. 91 million people listen to Taylor Swift. So it is literally 16 million more people listening, which is wild. But he's he's huge. He just he's just he's massive. I didn't know Ariana's that. Ed, Ed number Sheeran. five. She's, she's if you would have told me that Ed Sheeran was number three in the world, I would have been like the shape of you guy. I that would have blown my mind. Blown my mind. I just think there also there are so many avenues to to measure this. So like you're never really gonna get like a true answer. Like sure we can like use Spotify monthly listeners as a type of like a metric, but there's like no way to really tell. I mean, there's some way. I don't have the way. There is some. There is some metric that people could use where they compare ticket sales to uh, iTunes, to radio play, to Spotify, to YouTube views, to TikTok streams. I'm sure there's some someone out there who can who has all those numbers. I do not have them, and I, I don't think it takes away the validity that that the, that the weekend is doing really well. Like he's he's great, and I'm not here to take away his. <laughs> I'm not gonna take away the weekend. I, I think the weekend is great. I my my first when I, I, I realized the weekend was, was great, really good like one of his songs. was when he came out with that song, um, and it's it's that iconic video where he has the girl in the split. She has the X's on her butt, and it does the dun 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 dun. That's how I became aware of the weekend. I was like, oh wow, he's he's great. That was like my first intro to the weekend. So when I think of the top five, I think it's we- The Weeknd, Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, Rihanna. Am I missing one? That's that's Rihanna has not put out an album in over five years, and she is that's that is a testament to how fucking great these her records are still like fucking dope. They're still lit. So when it comes to the top the top four, two of them are um, straight men, and I can only name one of each of their songs. I can only name one of the Weekend songs and one of Ed Sheeran's songs. What is the what, name what, what is the Ed Sheeran song? Shape of You. I'm in love yeah, with Shape of that's You. That's I know too. What is the other song? I I don't know. I can only name one. Uh, he also did. Uh, let's see. Ed Sheeran also sings Eyes Closed. He sings Perfect, uh, Shivers, and Photograph. These are his top five songs. Photograph. I'm I think I know Spotify. Photograph. Look at this photograph. And that's it's not Ed Sheeran. 
Man. That's not Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran doesn't go, look at this photograph. That's someone else. That's Nickelback. I don't know photograph, but I know that's not Ed Sheeran. That, <laughs> that's Nickelback. <laughs> and, yeah, I, was, yeah. Like, I don't know who that is, but I know that's not Ed Sheeran. And we can, but, you know, maybe, maybe. Maybe I should diversify my my listening and listen to some straight men, but I think they're doing fine without me, and I and I don't I, and I think they're uh, I think they're doing well. Do you like straight men in R and B? Like, are you like the weekend's music? Me not knowing the weekend's music doesn't seem to be harming him. Any, I mean, he just did a track with Madonna, and I, and I haven't even heard it. Are you are you? Do you know like straight R and B men? Like, do you listen to like Giveon, like Bryson Tiller? I listen to again, like any pretty much not not it's not a hundred percent, but like any straight man who's made music since like after 2004 so i listened yeah i know like uh tyrese and tank and like old old stuff but not not, not anyone new now really but you you don't like r&b i didn't say i don't like r&b i feel like you keep <laughs> i did not say that i just but, don't but i don't specifically when you hear like a straight man doing a song even though it's popular you're just like not interested I don't think I'm taking it like that. I'm just, I'm just not um, listening. Like, I, like, I, I, I it, like, it doesn't find its way. Like, the weekend's music just hasn't found its way into my ears. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, I'm not like, ill. Is that a straight? The, the music just isn't like, like. I'm blind. Ed Sheeran's music is just not finding its way to me. What for whatever reason, me and Ed Sheeran. Are having no crossover. Yeah, me I would agree with that. I'm not in, really. I'm not like. I'm not like a. I, I don't. I'm not not looking it out, seeking it out. But it's just not. It's just. It doesn't. I don't. It doesn't come across my my my, my world. But I'm not. A, but I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not avoiding it. I'm just. I'm just uh, not seeking it out. I think. You I'm know? also really into disco and like funk. Like in my mind, Jesse Ware's new album is one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. Sonically, from top to bottom, it's just such a beautiful project. Um, I've talked about the Kylie Kylie's disco album. I think it's so fucking good. But also, talking about someone I think, Bob, you'd really love, you'd really get into, you need to listen to Kahlo. Kahlo has such great fucking music, and you would love it. Okay, work. Kahlo? Okay. What kind, of, what kind of music is it? K-A-H-L-O. It's like... It's like it's like it's it's like house, um, it's like a new house rap or like or like new house like house club music. I, I, I can't explain it. it. But she's she's this black girl. Um, she's so fuck her her last EP. Oh oh, I thought I thought something. Uh, I lost you. Well, her last EP, Spaceships, is so good. Okay, it worked. You know, I used to listen to a lot of Gerald Levert. I was a big Gerald Levert fan. <laughs> you old like ass, you old black motherfucker. <laughs> ah, you Gerald Levert. What kind of R&B I listen to? And this is usually the the women. And this, and also to be fair, the, the R&B I listen to is, is also older in general. Like most R&B I listen to is, is actually older. But um, it, I, I, I don't know. Just my 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 uh, my music sense has just gotten a lot more queer. And to be honest, a little bit niche. Like. If I go to, if you go to like, go to your, oh, you don't have Spotify. Never mind. We can't do that. Never mind. What? Maybe, maybe it's an Apple version. Stop, stop, stop trying to like exclude me from the conversation. So there, there is a, uh, there is a, um, a thing called on repeat where it basically, it's basically telling you your, um, your top artists right now and who, who you're always playing. Yeah. And I for me, that. and I realized, I, I was like, that. I didn't realize that, that my music taste has gotten as niche as it has gotten 
But like, it is, I was like, wow, this, a lot of these artists are really super niche artists. And I was like, damn, this is kind of crazy. Like, in my most recently added, I have Snow Allegra. I mean, I had Snow Allegra. Oh, because it's something I didn't, I didn't, I really found out recently. It's called um, Find Someone Like You. Snow Allegra. I have Baltz. I just heard this song the other day. They literally, it's from 2015. I thought it was really cute. I have Thames. Um, and I have Jacques and Chris Brown. Oh, Put In Work is a really dope song I found. So that's kind of like the, my my five most recently added songs. If that tells you anything about what I'm listening to. My um my top five on repeat songs are uh, Fever by Camera Time, If I Want To, Connie Diamond, Jeez Louise, King Kitty, Bob the Drag Queen, Take My Picture, and See Me Now, Camera Time. Those are my current on repeat songs. Also, Ray. Are you listening to Connie Diamond at all? I don't know who that even is. Connie Diamond. She again. It's I wouldn't expect you to because she's not. She doesn't have like a ton of followers. But I just I just stumbled across her. I guess my algorithm was like, you like, uh, you know, girl hip hop. Oh, I saw on my TikTok. She had like she had like a viral TikTok video of her like rapping in like a street, right? Yeah, it was it was if I want to. Yes, I have seen this person. Like, I can talk about this shit if I want to, and I don't give a fuck what you gonna do. If you any bitch feeling froggy, then leap. From New York, just snatch a bitch right out her frontal. Yeah, I love the line. Any bitch feeling froggy, then leap, bitch, because I snatch a bitch right out her frontal. One of my favorite lines of hers. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I've seen it on TikTok. I didn't. Um, they have a lot of. Have you seen that girl? She's very. She's she's giving very, very Williamsburg. Very. Um, she's a black girl, bald, and she goes, "Honestly, one of the greatest, one of the greatest." Oh yeah, she's amazing. I love she, her. I can't remember her name. They're, I their their name. They're they're their number gender non-binary. Their name. I cannot. I try to find them on in on Apple Music. I cannot find their music, and I really want to listen. Well, well, you just gotta, you just gotta, you gotta just. Oh, I, I can help you with this because they are on. I love that. I'm gonna say, hold on. Um, I will be one of the greatest. Their name is. Uh, I will be one of the greatest. Their name is uh, Lil Aniko. Aniko. Oh no! Now you beat me. Too. Yeah, Aniko. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're they're. It's called the King's Affirmation. Is that what it is called? This must have been new because when I remember when it first when I first saw, saw the clip, I was like, I want to find this song. I could not find it. Could not find it. Could not find it. And now I'm finding it because I I did because in Apple you can search lyrics as well, and it would not pop up, but it just popped up. So I just added it. I just be one of the rain and one of the rain. You know, Nico, Nico is Nico, Nico. They're amazing. They they I love I love that's that's music. I listen. To. That's not um that's not rap. That's like really. I love that for some reason. Yeah. Something about that, her, their voice and the way they rap and the way they sing is the way they sing is just it's, really it's mesmerizing. They don't, they, don't, they don't do any rap, but they I think they're mostly just singing. Something about their voice is just really it. It like sucks you in, and you you kind of like get lost in this like space yeah. when they just it's amazing. They're they're phenomenal. Also, Ray Ray I'm, Ray is as is big in my Ray is a, is a British artist. Their um her right. album, My 21st Century Blues, is so fucking good. She has a song called Escapism. What I tell okay. you, bitch. It's just Ray, like R E. What how do you spell it? R-A-Y-E. It's called 21st Century Blues. Yeah, my 21st Century Blues. I think I think you you'll get into Ray. She's she's dope. She's fucking dope. She is really she's opening for SZA right now. Well, she was opening for SZA in, in Europe on the tour, but she had like a vocal injury. Like she's like her her chords are like hemorrhaging and she has to like cancel her dates but her album is so good so so good 
Yeah, girl, the fucking vocal injuries are are, are gathering the girl. I know. Vocal. And I was, I, I was talking to somebody recently, and I was like, if people knew how fragile their vocal cords were, like, even like these two little muscles the size of a dime are responsible for you, for, for what a lot of us have the privilege of being able to do, which is speaking and singing. And it is they're so they're so fragile. Like they're they're they're, they're very delicate muscles. Thing, but also like even like simple emoting, simple right. which obviously there obviously I want to be clear that you can communicate and emote without vocal cords and people who don't have the ability to talk can communicate. But even like oh, you know, whoa. And uh oh. and, uh, <laughs> like that like those little things, your vocal cords yeah. give you you know, if, if anyone who's ever been blessed enough to hear Two Face is Two Face's remarkable <laughs> laugh. I don't know how he doesn't lose his voice just from laughing. <laughs> I saw Jaquita's show last night. It was, it was, it. Was, I was sitting there being like, "This is New York City drag." Like, this is why New York City drag is just. She's been doing that show for a century or two. It was her. It was her. It was. She, she kept saying ten years, but it actually been eleven years. Um, wow. Why is she leaving the show? It was, it was I saw her post. She was like, oh, "This is my last show." Moving to Vegas. Oh, to do the work, to do the Vegas show. To do something with Vegas. I don't know. Something with Voss events. I don't she know what she's doing there. The Vegas she's show. Because a lot of the girls, right. so Voss hit me up. He was like, hey, girl, do you want to you come host a Vegas show? I was like, I'm not interested. He's like, come on, girl. I want to go do it just for two months. I was like, I'm not interested. So maybe Shaquille's going to go do it. Maybe. I don't know. I think she posts about it. Shaquita, Shaquita's posts about it. So if y'all want to know, Shaquita, I'm sure she will uh, be more than happy to post about it on, on her uh, Facebook what she's doing. I love um, Brandon Voss. I might Voss go see. Nice, was, has always been very nice. I might go see. Uh, what? I ran into Flotilla de Barge randomly in the in, in in these streets, in these drag queen streets. Do you know Flotilla de Barge? To who? You ran into who? Is Monet frozen or am I frozen? It's me. Jacob, is it me or is it Bob? Uh, it, it's Bob. It was me. I saw my little Wi-Fi trying to, my Wi-Fi struggling. Do, do you know Flotilla de Barge? Flotilla. Yeah, I know Flotilla with, with, with the Afro. George, oh, we got an Afro. Yeah, I ran, I ran into Flotilla like randomly. And, I, and she was like, "Come to my show." And I was like, "I'll try to make it." I didn't. I don't. You know me. I don't. I don't like to commit to stuff in public. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it or not. Because I, I, I don't schedule myself as a rule. <laughs> you know this about me. My God, I can't. It's it's important. It's important to set boundaries, Monet. You gotta set boundaries. <laughs> there was this. I told this TikTok video. It's um this mom, and she's in the mirror with her daughter, and she's like tickling her, and like she noticed her daughter, her daughter's body language change. And her daughter like set a boundary with her. Like this is like a, a young kid. Like I think like maybe like three or four. And she's like, no, stop. I don't like that anymore. Her mom was like, I'm sorry. You don't like when I tickle you? She's like, no, not anymore. And she's like, I'm sorry. I won't do that again. She's like, thank you. She's like, she was like, do you still love me though? And she's like, yes, of course I still love you. And I was like, look at this little three-year-old girl, uh, kid setting a boundary. I'm like, you better work. Like, don't, I don't like that anymore. That's fierce. Um, whenever I talk to Jacob's mom, she's very uh, proud of Jacob's uh, ability to set boundaries as a very young child or use his words. And, and I keep forgetting the one story that she always tells. Jacob knows it. What's the story, Jacob? Which one? 
the one where you were like in the chair and you were like, I don't like that. What was it? Oh, I was, I was getting stitches because I fell and I hit my head on a coffee table when I was like three and the doctor was stitching me up and I was like, Hey, I do not like this. This does not feel good. I would like this to please stop now. And I was a child. I was like three years old. So did you not get the stitches then? No, no, no. no, was like, was... no we, we still need to stitch you up, but that's really yeah. great communication. Got it. She was saying, like, instead of crying, he was like, I do not like this. This does not feel good. Please stop doing this. Please don't. This hurts. But instead of like, wang, he was like, I please don't do that. This does not feel good. Stop doing that. <laughs> when I was a kid, I I did not possess um, that level of articulation. I was just a um, cry. I was a crybaby. I would just cry. But I was also one of those kids who was like accused. I was one of those kids who was accused of talking like an adult. They were like, why do you talk like a, like an like? You don't talk like, like a kid. Like you, you were guilty of speaking like an adult, like an adult. Like I would speak in full sentences. I wouldn't use. I, I didn't use. I didn't use baby talk ever. I was just one of those adults who just. I was one of those kids who just kind of had like a, an advanced vernacular, I guess. And and um, I used to get made fun of for, for, or either made fun of or, adults would be like, "You talk like you sound like a little like a little adult." When I tell you, like, thank you. I have. I don't know if it's trauma. I don't know what I have no recollection of anything from my childhood in terms of like any memories like that. I cannot tell you anything like that. Like from what age? Like probably I start remembering stuff like seven. Seven? Yeah. Like if I think right now, my earliest memory as a kid would be um a sleepover I had for my birthday party. I had a Batman birthday party. And I remember driving up the driveway and my mom had this big Batman birthday party for me. And I also friends like slept over. It was a Batman birthday party that was also a sleepover party. That's like my first like memory I can remember, I think, like vividly. Was it where what was this in St. Lucia, New York? This was in St. Lucia. Were you so you, you were just in these streets on autopilot for seven years? I think so. Operating in a, in a blackout for seven years. <laughs> I think that's my memory has always been like that's what we should have known. And like I, there are other memories. Like I also have this memory of my dad when like he my dad used to love to go on little like hikes with us in St. Lucia. So it was one time we like walked, we hiked from my house to this like path through the woods to this like secret beach. Like myself, my dad, my brother, um, and our two neighbors, like all like we were all kids. And just my dad was taking us on this hike. And I don't know if that happened before the birthday or after the birthday. I can't, I don't know. I mean, your memory's always been low-key shit. No, no shade. You know, <laughs> oh my, my God. Your memory is shit, Mona. I mean, would you like me to miss more? I can I, I can say it like kinder. Mona, you're, you've always had uh issues with uh remembering things. Can I can, can I call things about you shit? If you, you you have and you and you can continue if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, I think that my uh, my earliest memory that I can recall was coming back to school after the winter break um, in 1990. And I remember my teacher being like, it's the 90s now. Like, yeah. it is a new decade. Do you guys know what a decade is? And I, my first memory is learning what a decade was. So that means you were, like, that means you were like four. A decade is 10 years. I was I was four years old, yeah. A decade is 10 years. 
Okay, bitch, so that's we're, three years before me. So, uh, what, so you, so you think you're Sophia's? That's three years before me. I think that not having a lot of memory from one to three is pretty standard. One to seven is significant. Four years, four years is a lot when it's when it's when it's when it's those ages. I think most people don't have any memories from at least one to two. A few people have select memories starting at three, and I feel like most people kick in at four. Okay, can y'all comment? Can y'all comment? Can y'all comment if y'all like when y'all memory started? Because I, I would, I, I, I'm interested to see people be like, no, I don't have anything until I was nine. I'll be like, oh, nine. <laughs> That's wild, Jacob. Jacob, how old do you do you, when you start remembering stuff? Like, we're like uh, my earliest memory, uh, I was probably I remember my sister's birthday party when I and she was probably like seven or eight, which means I was like. Actually, I was probably like three, right? Uh, around three. I remember sister's my sister's seventh birthday party. And I remember, um, which I guess maybe it was three or four. Maybe, maybe she was six. I don't know. And then I remember uh, when I was three, um, my grandfather was driving me and I was in a car seat and he couldn't get me out. So he picked me up and put me um, just on my bed in the car seat. And I remember waking up in my bed, but still in my car seat and being very upset. You know, at, at, well, also, I don't know. If, I think maybe I have these memories, but I forgot what they are. That I forgot that I had these memories. You forgot the timeline yeah. of where they are. So your memory, your, your, it's a memory you had when you were three, but your memory. Well, yeah, like maybe. I like to connect my memories to years, to grades, and to other people's ages. But how do you remember but what like grade the, you were in? Because I remember it was the 1990s. Like, I have the year. It was, like, after winter break, 1990. That's, like, a pretty... Oh, 1990. Clear. I think you're saying, like, it was somewhere in the 90s. I'm like, bitch, that's 10 years. No, the teacher was like, it is a new decade. It is now the 90s. Do you guys know what a decade is? Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Did you forget what I said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, we're supposed to do this episode about stand-up. And well, I'll save this story for the for the for another for the when we actually. So we're here. So guys, now that we've reached, now that we're fifty five minutes in, let's talk about our actual topic, <laughs> which is stand up comedy. Well, really quick, and I'll tell the story. But last night, I did my first show here in Madison, Wisconsin. Last night, fucking amazing. The audience was great. So funny. It was so good. And I thought I was gonna have my first heckler by this fucking drunk asshole that was right in the front, right here. You know, you know how the stage is. Literally right here in the corner of the yeah. stage. And I say, Bob, just talking loud, drunk, falling over, walking to the bathroom every five minutes. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, like fucking call this guy out. But I made it through. It's weird to me when people pay that much money because they're, they're like, I don't actually don't know if at, if at, Matt, if at um, Comedy on State those tickets are more expensive. But they're, like, in the front row. You know what I mean? And to anyone um, out there. I, would, I should tell you all that if you want, you can watch my comedy special available exclusively on Patreon. Um, Woke Man in a Dress. Uh, it is currently available right now on Patreon. And I filmed it at uh, Comedy on State, which is a really phenomenal, phenomenal it's really great. club. I really like it. I love that fucking comedy club. What about it did you like so much? Well, I love that um, the way the staff accommodates the talent. The the green room upstairs is a is a greenhouse. Let's keep it real. Let's be real. <laughs> um, the green suite upstairs. Um, I really love the the stage. I love how much they utilize the room because you're really in a corner. So it's not a massive stage, but there's so much audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, the crowds seem to have been the crowds at Commonwealth State seem to be like conditioned um, and, and, and taught how to respect comedy, except that one loud guy in the front row of your show. Um, a mess, a fucking mess. I was like, "You fucking was drunk, he gay? bitch." Yeah, he was gay. He was there with his husband, and like from the time I walked on the show, like I'm, I'm you know, you know when you're talking, you're talking jokes, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, girl, my we." I was like. You didn't say anything to him? I did. I made a few jokes to him, like like one or two. And the audience laughed and I kind of moved on. I haven't really had to like go in on a heckler since I was like doing local shows in New York City. I haven't had to like go in on a heckler since like my New York City show days. Yeah, me either. I, I've never had to. I mean, in New York, have I? I yeah, of course. Even when I told him, of course. Uh, a couple of times at Hardware, because you know, I would do the brunch show on, I would do my, my, my one woman show on Saturdays at Hardware. And me, I mean, on Saturday at like seven p.m., eight p.m., bitches are tickety turned. I would, I would always have a little, I have to have a moment with somebody. Often, there's an old video on my YouTube page of me like yelling at this drunk guy who's just like literally lying on the stage. <laughs> like he just, he just got up and just laid on the stage. Where? Barracuda. The video is still up. It's still on my YouTube page. I think it might be still be there. I'm having to if you type in Bob the Drag Queen Heckler. Let me see if let me see if Bob. It's, it's a really it's a hold on. Bob the Drag Queen Heckler. Yep, it's still there. How to deal with drunk how to deal with a drunk at your show. Eight <laughs> years ago. He just laid on the stage. He just laid on the stage. I mean, <laughs> go look it up. How to deal with a drunk at your show. He just he just laid down on the stage and was just like. <laughs> and that was when and, and or and and or lindy or was there lindy. too or lindy. so i had to like gather because i was i was like talking to this guy about why his behavior was completely inappropriate and i look up and this girl's on her phone like just using her phone and then i was like you need to like this so i i had to like get it like do a double a double dip between or lindy <laughs> and she has no like back in the day back in the day when someone was using their phone on the drag show, because like nowadays, it, it, there's a very real chance that, that they're probably just posting what they just recorded of you on their Instagram. But eight years ago, there was no Instagram stories. There was no, like, that was that wasn't a thing. Like, you, that's just not how it worked back then. You know what I mean? So she was just in the front row, just fully texting, just texting. And I was like, "All right, well now, now I got to double dip and get get both of these." Up in <laughs> you had a you, you had a Pixie Aventura moment. I don't. Think, I think I handled it. I handled it. well. Pixie, I've seen Pixie handle some with with with. I use humor. I use humor because I didn't want. I, I needed the room to still be fun. It was the very, very, very top of the show. So I, and I still needed the room to be fun. So I didn't. Um, I, I I go check it out. Y'all can watch the video and, and decide <coughs> if you guys know the world. It is called. The video is called How to Deal with a Drunk at Your Show. It is an eight-year-old video on my YouTube page. Pixie Aventura, she handle, handles it with extreme prejudice. And she was... Oh, fire fire, and fire. <laughs> she inflames the situation. She, she goes, how inflammatory can I make this? <laughs> like, why the fuck are you phone in the middle of the show? Then go, then go, then go sit the fuck back over there then. <laughs> why did you give her a New York accent? Because <laughs> she's a New Yorker, Bob. Wow. You cannot erase Pixie's identity. She's a New Yorker now. Not all New Yorkers have a New York accent. Lady Bunny does have a New York accent. Yes, she and does. she lived in New York City way... And Lady Bunny lived in New York City way longer than you. Way wow. longer. Wow. Not, not calling Lady Bunny an artifact. Once the union got too hot, 
Once they turned the heat on New York City, you ran. You <laughs> skedaddled out of the city, honey. I'm yeah. gonna for the for the nineteen thousand times all of y'all who have heard, who who are tried and true sibling rivalry listeners, y'all know this motherfucker from Bumble Andalusia, Phoenix, Bama has. I'm a born and raised bitch. My blood. I'm not from, I'm not from, I'm not from Alabama, but you live there. Anyway, you see, we were having a good time. We were, we're, we're, we're all having a good time. Not all having fun. How do you know where you were raised? You don't remember anything from one to seven, bitch. You don't know where you were raised. <laughs> For all you know, you could have been in Nova Scotia, <laughs> bitch. You might be Swedish. We don't know. You don't. You don't even know. You don't know anything about the first seven years of your life, bitch. Talk about some born and raised. You how would you know? Monet don't know she fully lived in, in Beijing for five years. <laughs> clueless. Me, me, how ma? I want to learn. I want to learn Mandarin. But I'm, I've, I've realized I'm too stupid to learn. I can't learn. A, 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 I, I'm dumb. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think that language works in terms of dumb and smart. I think that. Uh, I can't. I think that. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of quote unquote. I don't. I, I don't believe people are dumb and smart. But I think there's a lot of quote unquote dumb people who speak I a lot of languages. No but who I think there's a lot of dumb people who speak lots of languages. You know what I mean? I think it's just about maybe the way our brains retain information, and also My the, age, the age at which we learn. The age at which we learn has a lot to do with that. Oh yeah, for sure. And my memory's shot. I, 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 my brain does not. I don't have enough space. I, my, my memory. A lot of languages memory. Like you need to remember shit, and I can't remember. Yeah, I, yeah, languages. Yeah, a lot of memory. Not just the words, but also remembering the rules of syntax and right. It's, it, and it, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um Monet, well, what are you planning to do for the rest of your day? Before, we, gonna, before we go. I'm gonna go to the gym. I think the housekeeper just knocked. They probably want to clean the room, so I'm gonna go to the gym and then I'm gonna take a nap. Baby, when you go to the house, they, they knock and barge. They, <laughs> they they're knocking and opening. <laughs> well, I never respond. I think now because I'm so loud, they hear me. But normally, I'm in bed. I'm like, no, thank you, and they're still knocking. So I just wait till they open the door, and I'm like, no, thank you. I never respond until they open the door. Also, are y'all motherfuckers stapling the sheets to the bed? Like <laughs> this. These sheets be in the. It's crazy. One of my favorite things when Bob and I we were in New York together. We were doing a bunch of stuff, and he came to my hotel room so we could do this meeting. And then after the meeting, we we're gonna go to Mateo's show, and I was like, I was like, Monet, I need to, I need to take a nap. I was like, okay. And then Bob just disrobes. Y'all, Bob, you and Andy, I don't. It must be a silver thing. Y'all like disrobe. Like when Bob, Bob would be in the middle of the room. Bob just starts peeling off his pants, peeling off his shirt, get down to his skivvies and gets in the bed. He goes, oh, I just need to be horizontal. Oh, Monet, I just love being horizontal. Well, to be clear, there to be clear, it was a hotel room. So there was only one room. There was nowhere to go. I and mean, the, the most I could have done was going to the bathroom, but I would have had to walk from the bathroom to the bed in my underwear anyway. So I just went to the spot where I was going to lay down. I asked Monet for permission to lie down. <laughs> I know that Monet does not like. I also know that Monet does not like clothes from the outside in her bed. Aww. So I was, I was respecting that boundary. I mean, I guess I could have shown some modesty and put on a robe and then <laughs> disrobe and then snuck into the sheets and then threw the robe <laughs> out. Like, like, what, what it's so, it, it feels so good to lay down. It just feels so good to lay down. <laughs> I was tired. I was so tired. I don't know why I was so tired, but at the time I was very, very tired. Very tired. 
Yeah, um, yeah, also, yeah. speaking of which, you also go if y'all don't know, and we already know, it was, you, you should also go watch Mateo's comedy special too. Yeah. Um, uh, Pops and heartbreak. No. Heart. No. Hair plugs Hair and heartbreak. Plugs and heartbreak. Hair bugs and heartbreak available. Also, on my YouTube. comedy special. Damn, can you can you promo me too? All you do is want to platform your little, your little your little comedy friends. Fist of Glory. Monet has a special called Fist of Glory, which is also available. Uh, by the way, Loki, it is hard to find. Do you know that? Is it? Yes, it is hard to find. I I I went to go back to go watch it. I had to use the. I was like, let me just go ahead and buy this real quick. The other day, I had to just go and look at the link <laughs> you sent me. That shit is hard to find. Did you, have you ever tried to find your special? No. <laughs> Girl, it is not easy. Because, you know, Jinxes is available on YouTube. I, I bought Jinxes on YouTube. Oh, word. When I type in Fist of Glory Monet, nothing. Nothing. There's, there's, there's a YouTube short from Comedy Dynamics. But that is, it's wild. It's only available to buy on Amazon overseas, but you can stream it all right now on Spotify. If you just search for Monet Exchange on Spotify. Thank you, Jacob. Fist of Glory is on Spotify? Yes. So we can listen, but we can't. Um, there it is. Monet has the album out on Spotify. Okay. But yeah, Monet, we need, we need to get your shit uh, easier to fucking stream because Jinx's shit is, you can go to YouTube. I, I bought hers on YouTube. Queen of Queens. The queen of all queens. And, and the queen of being easy to find, apparently. All right, I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. Bye. <laughs>